0: Welcome to Car Pod, I'm Jenna, and we're back for another recap of Bachelor in Paradise. Uh, it's the second week, but we're going to be covering episodes two and three, and I honestly cannot wait to get into all of the mess that happened this week. It was a very strange week in Paradise, in my opinion, and in some ways kind of boring, but also what it means like on a bigger level, I'm deeply fascinated by And I am so lucky that our guest this week is also going to be a great guest for this kind of conversation because she recently did a dissertation on progressive fan base in Bachelor Nation, and (laughs) it's amazing. She interviewed me for it a couple months ago, and I was like, I have to have her on. So please welcome to the podcast, Marilyn. Hi, thank you so much. (laughs) Oh, So happy to have you here. You recently like a couple weeks ago, put out a TikTok kind of like detailing your your project that you did, your dissertation for your master's, and it was a huge hit.
1: (laughs) I still cannot believe that Katie Thurston, queen of parasocial gameplay, enemy number one of producers, (laughs) watched it and commented, I will never stop smiling about that. Yes, you shouldn't. Yeah, frame it, frame it, please.
0: Yeah. Um, I'm just so excited to have you here. Let's, before we get kind of into it, like tell our listeners a little bit who you are and what you did, <laughs> what you're doing. Absolutely.
1: Um, so I have been working in the entertainment industry for probably six years, but on the feature film side, going to film festivals and all of that kind of hmm. um, fancy side of things. Wow. And about a year and a half ago, I said well, life is boring, let's make a change. And I moved to London to get my master's in media at the London School of Economics. I mm-hmm. do not know math or understand math. Yeah. Um, but I just thought that <laughs> sounds really fun. And <laughs> as I was there, I was kind of joking that I would write my dissertation on the bachelor. And then slowly the joke became very real. And I just became even more obsessed with this world. Mm -hmm. Um and then it actually happened and I wrote it. And I can't believe as of this week I received a distinction on it, which I did not think it would be possible for the school to give that stamp of approval to my research. Um so that's kind of the (laughs) the long and short of it. I mean,
0: it, I, I, it, it's very professional what you did. And you really did a lot of effort into it. And we'll talk a little more about that. But yeah, I mean, I'm really happy that they did. <laughs>
1: do that. There was a lot of me explaining what The Bachelor was because it's England. So already <laughs> my professors were not primed to know what was going on, what? nor do they even have social media, which mm. I found shocking um and they definitely don't watch reality tv and i i truly this is a direct quote in one of my last meetings with a professor they said huh we should probably have someone in the department who does television studies right and i said yes that would be a really good idea because oh no one knows what i'm talking about
0: yeah that is so fascinating to me i mean Clearly, they know about reality television as a concept, but yeah, i I have heard that before that typically there isn't a lot of like it's not the prime you know source of like television entertainment, and it clearly is
1: in America um mm-hmm. and well and that's part of why I wanted to do it is because mm-hmm. I assumed that there was literature written about The Bachelor just because it is the right. most enduring reality. Program about dating. It yeah. is full stop. It's been, mm-hmm. you know, 20 years. Mm-hmm. So I assumed that there was more about it. And I thought that maybe I could fill in the gap of what's happened in the last few years because it takes years to publish new work. But I was surprised to find that there really wasn't that much. There's like one actual academic book length work on it that's amazing but it's from 2011 Mm. and then i found a sprinkling of other articles i found many articles on rachel Lindsay's season Mm -hmm. but obviously nothing about like matt james um or anything else that's happened nothing about like colton underwood um so when i saw that there was that gap i was like okay now i now i'm not kidding because i'm actually really shocked there isn't more information about this because there are books written or at least there's more work written about franchises like Survivor or what mm. um Big Brother mm. um mm. just other reality franchise type things and I just felt like this was missing.
0: Yeah, why do you think that is? I mean cuz I think it is they are very different uh reality like genres and like the fandoms are m- really different in a lot of ways. And The Bachelor one is very fascinating to me because of, like, the romance element to it and because of the lie that the show is, like, telling. I mean, we're all listeners of Game of Roses, right? Like, the the essential lie is that this is, like, a television show that's going to help these people find love, and that's not really what it is.
1: However, there is an element to it that I think does keep people here because of that. I think that it hasn't... I mean, I hate to take this line that it all goes back to the patriarchy, but yeah. I think because the show and its fan base are perceived as feminine and female, and right. the interests about the show are romance, that it doesn't get as much credence in a critical camp. And it does from smart women, but, right. um, and that's kind of one of the central, like, conclusions of my paper is mm-hmm. that people assume this is, a female audience, which I'm not going to discount that it is mm-hmm. primarily women watching. Mm-hmm. Um, but that we're watching because we're interested in men and the romance and mm-hmm. we're interested in the men in it. And mm-hmm. I found that people are really just interested in watching women. And there is a part of that that is not necessarily feminist. It is our, uh, you know, unending desire to critique, analyze the female body. Um, <laughs> and take them down so part of it is kind of gross but then there's another part where women want to um engage in lifting up women that they find like empowered in some Mm -hmm. way Mm -hmm. you know people talked they talked a lot about women that they thought were empowered like Mm -hmm. hannah brown her journey to be like a woman who can't speak on colton season to being a woman who grabs the table back you know people People were, you know, really excited about, like, Rachel Lindsay and Mm -hmm. Michelle Young because not only are they, like, beautiful Black women, but they also had successful careers that they, Mm -hmm. you know, were broadcasting. So I think that's something that's interesting about it. It is is very much a female fandom, a feminine fandom interested Mm -hmm. in women, but Mm -hmm. it's not in the way that people think we are because it's really not about men at all. Like, they're just –
0: yeah, that not on center stage. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, no, that actually really hit me very much. Yeah, with the way that we don't take a media that is geared and centered towards women, or at least perceived that way, seriously, um, throughout. I mean, just every every time. Yeah. So I think that that's fascinating, and that really answers it to me, in my opinion. Yeah. And though I loved about your um, recent talk, I was watching too. Your like part two, you talked a lot, went a little more in depth into post feminism. And how it does relate to what you were just talking about. Like, it's not about the romanticism of it all. Um, it's definitely not about the men. It's not all this thing. It is about this living in this post-feminist uh, world. And this is all kind of like in quotes. And you do a great job of talking about what that really means, of course. But, you know, by post-feminism, we're not saying that there's work is all done. But clearly, there is media out there. And you give examples like Sex and the City and... um what was the other one you said? It was, I said it was, Legally Blonde. Yeah, Legally Blonde is a great example where we have these like powerful women who like technically pass the Bechdel test and things like that nature. So we are able because <laughs> because we did achieve a certain amount of like success in feminism. Um, we can like enjoy the riches of it. And Like yeah, we can like flourish and 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 live our lives doing whatever we want. If that is like living up to certain or not living up, but like um, implementing certain feminine standards into our our. Or world, but then also the critical lens of it of, yeah, like, I mean, personally for me, I love thinking critically about the women in the show. Um, it can tire me a lot as somebody who does like actual commentary on it. Um, but it also is real. I do think that's the driving force for me in many ways.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's this weird, I I didn't learn, I've never heard about post-feminism until this program. Like, mm-hmm. I never heard this in my undergrad um, And it just kind of blew me away when I heard it because, yeah, it's this – it's, like, just to, you know, clarify for mm-hmm. any of your listeners. So, post-feminism is not referring to, like, a movement or an ideology the way that, like, second and third wave feminism mm-hmm. would be that. Post-feminism mm-hmm. is a sensibility. It's, like, a modern condition that you can see kind of starting in the 90s through the 2000s. Like, you could also think about Clueless. It's yeah. these – cultural texts where women are allowed to be like they can be empowered and they have best Mm -hmm. friends and all this stuff Mm -hmm. um but they can go back to being interested in fashion and in beauty and in romance and sex and Mm -hmm. all that is allowed to be feminist and the Mm -hmm. result of this is Mm -hmm. the message that you're saying is we don't need the revolutionary politics of feminism anymore because we've achieved them Mm -hmm. and these stories these texts are primarily white women. They're also thin mm-hmm. women, mm-hmm. you know, who meet a certain standard heterosexual. Mm-hmm. Yes, for me as a woman who fits some of those things,
0: mm-hmm.
1: it is way easier for me to navigate through the world than it was in the 80s. So I can engage in these things, and that's the women they put on The Bachelor. Yeah. They are those women. They are yeah. those women yeah. who can be Andy Dorfman and say, I'm a lawyer, I'm all these things, and a man isn't going to run from her, but notice how the point of the show is, I don't need to be a lawyer anymore, (laughs) because now I'm ready to settle down, like, that's that is what the show is telling us, so it's like, the show is presenting it's no longer enough to just be girly, because now you actually have to be a lawyer, or a teacher, or some other thing, you have to be empowered like Hannah Brown, or, Mm -hmm. you know, or else you're going to be accused that you're pilot rachel crying you know you (laughs) now you have to be quirky like gabby but then you also have to be suitable wife material willing to move to wherever your partner is and be ready to have kids like now we've put ourselves in such an impossible bind with this because it's not possible to be that woman you know Mm -mm. Mm so that's you know a bit of what the show has brought up for me like i think we're almost creating a standard we're creating a new standard that is oh, simply oh not possible. God. Right. You have, to, you have to be a feminist icon, but you're also wife material and you're a mom, but you keep your up your business because how dare Michelle stop teaching? Mm-hmm. Ugh, what, please. what can, you know, what on earth can we do? We do not hold that standard to the men in the franchise either. I mean, it's obvious, right? No. But,
0: you know, like other than um, Pilot Pete, you know, Name a lead that had like this big, car- like the career was the focus, right? It wasn't for, well, it's played. interesting.
1: Cause I think it used to be in the, early right. Era. Yeah, sure. It was but... like they picked men that like were husband material. Mm-hmm. They've stopped doing that, mm-hmm. but the, sta- the standard for wife material, I think has risen. Yeah. But I- men don't come of it out of it. Like, um, uh, you know, without critique because no, we're, e- we're even harder on them because there's no, there's no feminist <laughs> rallying around them. So they just get absolutely brutally wrecked, but we don't even know what standard we're holding them to because <laughs> there isn't one right now. Like men just suck. That's the cultural. <laughs> it's bad. Okay, we're going to end the call now. Uh, no. <laughs> And that's when I take a sip of my wine.
0: So fucking true, though. No, I do find myself sometimes when I come out of my, like, like man-hating moments where I was like, oh, God, where, where am I? And what was the purpose of that? And did I really achieve, you know, what I was really trying to get, you know? And then sometimes, yes, but sometimes, not always. <laughs>
1: sometimes, else. yes. And then other times you listen to Clayton on Caitlin Bristow's <laughs> podcast and you think, Did we have to go so hard?
0: No, we didn't.
1: We might have ruined a man. We might have ruined a man. No, that Um, was awful. So. Yeah, about that. It's not great for them either.
0: No, it really isn't. And you're right. There isn't like this big. I mean, okay. I mean, but then like there is the rallying call of patriarchy, right? Like, yeah, these men are ultimately okay, you know, uh, but 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 yeah, but but I agree. It's not like really. Yeah, there's there is a difference for sure. And it is.
1: It's a weird spot for them in this environment too. Not yeah. apologizing for men ever. No, 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 no. It's certainly They're not insane. coming out of Bachelor Nation unscathed. They're Mm-mm. wrecked. <laughs> <Not fully. laughs> so
0: um gosh. I I've been this I've been asked this question a lot lately and I've been having this conversation. So this might be you might be kind of the perfect person to talk to a little about this because you're you're like the you know, your like subtitle was, like quantifying like the progressive bachelor nation and like why we watch and all these different elements to it. And I don't know if you have like a beautiful little like synopsis as to what you found with that. But then the question I wanted to bring into the conversation is that um, of the last like year, there seems to be a lot of like the swing back, you know, we had like a moment, a momentum of like progression in the franchise with like the leads they were choosing and some of the things that were happening. And then it's like kind of going back the other way or it feels like it. With like their choice of Zach, their choice of Clayton, you know, when they had a top four of all black men that they could have chosen from. And then there's other smaller things like just like, you know, uplifting and platforming, like people who make fun of like ADHD, um, people who are actively fat phobic on the show. Um, And then in regards to the campaign of Roses for Everybody, they not listen to our demands and there you know there's this like sentiment i'm getting from my fellow like progressive commentators and peers and friends that they're trying to like almost force the progressives to stop watching because it's just getting so painful to do so Mm -hmm. and that that's like a master plan that they have in order to achieve this like area where they won't be like criticized and i i don't i don't disagree with that feeling and i respect anyone who stops watching um because of how hard it's kind of been. But at the same time, it's like I don't feel like that's exactly what they're doing. I think they're actually just like uh I think that I think the runners of the show are
1: I think they're just simply doing a bad job. Yeah,
0: I think they're at, and dumb and reason. not good at it and they're they're and they're not willing to change their not not change in the way to be perfectly progressive, but they're just not willing to like update their like systems and the things they're doing.
1: Yeah, it's a weird place. Right now, I think, to be commenting on this show because yeah. I have for years been talking about it from this perspective of race and inclusion and all these things. Right, And I no longer even want to waste my breath on that because how can we possibly get to the point of them sensitively handling marginalized communities yeah. when they can't even put together a fun episode like i just am i am i am confused like Mm -hmm. i don't even i've gone past the point of being offended because now i'm just from an entertainment perspective from someone whose job was about like the capitalist side of things like i worked at a talent agency i was not doing creative things i was just making decisions about you know making money and this is not going to make money so i don't think they have a master plan to have us not be in this because there is so clearly no plan yeah. like it's just it's lost it's lost its way completely so i don't but i don't understand yeah it is a swing back. I, I completely agree that it's swinging back yeah um but, but it's it also is just it's like swinging in the middle
0: too yeah like it's just like it's there's parts it's in of it the middle still, yeah there's parts of it that are still like okay yeah i see where they're going with this and okay you know and you know paradise is a good example where you do get a like a lot more screen time for like the contestants of color and you know i don't know but then yeah i guess i'm just sometimes so confused I am not an expert. I'm not in this industry. But why aren't they hiring somebody to like help them get more adjusted or change something or.
1: But and also if they if you know what you said about a master plan to like have us stop kind of critiquing it. Yeah. Then why not have Bachelor in Paradise then be more of like The Michael A. Show, like if you want it to appeal to, like you want it to be more family programming. This is an ABC show that comes on at eight PM. That like my interviewees told me they started watching with their families when they were kids. Yeah. So now we have an episode where you have Michael A. Crying about his late wife, Mm -hmm. and he's in his late thirties, and then you have like twenty one year olds and vibrators, like which, like I I don't have an issue with either one. I would probably enjoy either show. But, why are they in the same episode? So when we have something that's so incoherent as just like a text a text, mm-hmm. I don't even know how to begin critiquing again what it's doing on in a political sense i mean, yeah. and when yeah. they they refuse to even engage in a conversation on Eric, just swept it under the rug, it kind of le- i mean it leaves me speechless mm-hmm. because there's not anything to put my hands on. I can't look at. Okay, how did they present Matt James? How did they present Rachel Kirkconnell? Like, that was painful and exhausting. Yeah. Yeah. But was there was something yeah. there was something to, like, play with, yeah. I guess. Yeah. And this is just, I don't even know. I'm just so confused. The Sinead of it all, it's simply not good. No, it really isn't. And Making Rachel look bad the whole season. Like, yeah. I, I don't know what that's for. I don't know who that is pleasing. It's right. not...
0: This is not. I, I take a look at the non progressive fan bases like commentary by the going into the comment sections and, and what like do they that. say? I don't. I they, never look at that. They are not happy anymore, and it's not just comments of bring back Chris Harrison, which are my favorite. Um, it's not just that anymore. It's like, what is happening? Why are you guys doing poor this? Editing. Stop. Yeah, poor editing. This is predictable. Why are you making Rachel a bad person? Um, why did you pick Zach? Like, I have never seen. A across the board displeasure for the choice of a of a lead, mm-hmm. like truly, because even when they chose like Peter, or even when they chose like some other men that like more progressive side of Bachelor Nation was like, what? what? There was like the other side of the fan base was like, yeah, like yeah. this is fine, and like Clayton, we were all like, what the fuck? But there was still plenty of people being like, no, but he's like nice and funny, and like there's really nothing wrong with him. With Zach, they're like, we don't know him. And we don't want him. Like, and this is like I said, these are the moms. These are the people who like
1: are not, you know, in the other circle. So, I again, like, like we're annoyed because we don't want to watch him. He's so unfortunately not compelling. Yeah. Then I, I'm, I'm. They've put him in a really bad spot. Yes. Of course, I feel bad for him. He's walking into a situation where he's (sighs) supposed to be the most eligible man to date, and you're laughing which our listeners can't see but i'll let them know Mm. um if his first night performance that he wasn't prepared for told us anything he's maybe not the most dateable man in america he's certainly you know he's a little cutie somebody's type i have a feeling he's a republican and that's why Mm -hmm. him and rachel broke up in the fantasy suite but you know that's just my conspiracy theory But he's gonna come out of this and then have to deal with all you know us being mean just like like,
0: (laughs) absolutely and i'm not gonna not be mean on him i'm sorry i know i just said i'll feel bad for him but
1: i'm good no yeah i i i yeah no we're
0: gonna critique it i'm gonna critique him of course yeah
1: but maybe we'll i
0: don't know i
1: think i think they're in a really difficult spot because. I have never, maybe it's happened before. I don't feel like I've seen the contestants themselves tweeting this many kind of anti producer, anti production things. Yeah. Everyone says they only watch the show in order to get to paradise because it's the most fun and like people aren't enjoying this. So, I mean, it's kind nice. of, I, you know, I wish I could talk in a more like nuanced academic way about the different things I was playing with in my paper, but the show they're giving us is not even does not even merit that no it's
0: true yeah when 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 you and i talked on the phone that one time it was like all about the past and and yeah. things that led us to like this point in the situation Because those and... were
1: meaty seasons they were meaty yeah. they hurt yeah. they parts of it hurt but mm-hmm.
0: they were yeah. interesting
1: there was like debate to be had interesting conversations of like mm-hmm. What did you think of how Clayton handled this? What mm-hmm. did you think of Matt and Rachel, Chris? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, no one that I spoke to was on Chris Harrison's side, but like it was something to talk about that was interesting and mm-hmm. instructive. Yeah. And now we just have like this kind of childish mess where you pop in like Michael A. crying over his wife. <laughs> and I get literally whiplash. And then you see Casey, the geriatric millennial, and it's like, what's he doing here? And they're like, he's with Britney. I'm like, what? Who? Since when? You know, I don't, okay.
0: <laughs> and who is he <laughs> please simply who whoopss he's a man, I guess, uh, so yeah, let's get a little bit into this, I mean, um, because it is such a mess, there's no way we're gonna like recap it um through and through. We're just gonna kind of talk about what's general vibes and some of the relationships and the drama that is happening, so like I think the main uh one of course of like interest for a lot of people is the Genevieve and Justin of it all, hmm Um, it is, it's, it's, it's fascinating to see again, like you said, Genevieve come on, you know, Twitter and try to explain and acknowledge her part in it being so cringe. Yeah. You know, uh, but I also don't think Justin's perfect either in this situation. It's just classic paradise stuff, but it's happening so early.
1: Yeah, I feel like we've skipped past the fun part. Like, they started kissing the second they walked down the beach, and I'm like, wait, but I want to see the romance unfold, and then I want to see it dissolve, you know? So that's, to me, another issue with with producing on this. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, you need to start off the edit with fun, early stuff. They need to go watch Love Island. 80% of Love Island is them messing around or talking about their feelings, Mm -hmm. and then when drama hits, you're like locked in Mm -hmm. because you're already invested in them as characters and they're not Mm -hmm. spending any time in that because they make you know they made justin and victoria's date about genevieve spiraling instead of giving us a single moment to see whether those two had chemistry so that's something that drives me crazy um but on the i mean i thought that i thought that obviously Genevieve was spiraling and did not act with, like, maturity and grace. Mm-hmm. At the same time, I thought that Justin's response to it is not personally what I would look for as someone who also spirals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, like, 100%. I needed him to take her hand and say, like, I made you a cake in a nice way. not in a like, nice way. Um, I'm looking at this cake.
0: (laughs) That was the funniest thing ever. Oh, my God. I mean, just as like, yeah, just a funny watching it. Like, oh, my Lord. He's like looking down at it.
1: (laughs) I was like, what does he want out of this scenario? Do you want her to be interested in you or do you want to yell at her for being unhinged? Like, (laughs) because part of part of being in a heterosexual relationship in this environment where the wine is flowing is her being unhinged. That is, I mean, part of it. I cried for an hour this morning like while shoveling oatmeal into my mouth and like the response to my boyfriend was to like pet my head and then buy another meal like that's the only that's the only thing to do that's the only thing to do give me I feed her some of the cake like no one touched the yes. cake
0: feed her some <laughs> of the what? cake
1: just, he sat there birthdays uh, in paradise hurt yeah they're never good
0: yeah just become ageless when you're there please for yeah. one second yeah. and yeah, I did not enjoy that. Um, I did not, you know, he, it's it was just such a, it sucks, because, like, in the beginning, he was being honest with her, you know, or whatever. Like, I'm telling you, I'm not sure which one I want mm-hmm. to, you know, commit to. And I'm telling you that, and I'm being honest with you about it, and she's didn't like that answer, which is fair as well. She doesn't have yeah. to. Um,
1: but it it really I didn't, didn't. I think emotionally, probably not compatible. He's mm-hmm. a cucumber. He's here for the boys. Yeah, I think you know he yeah. needs someone. He needs someone to rock with him, <laughs> as Tyler Cameron would say. Oh my gosh! Please. But I liked the energy between uh, Genevieve and Aaron last night.
0: Mm-hmm. So yeah, Aaron and um, what's his face? James. James, thank you. Um, come in uh, the next episode and get a double date, and
1: they take uh, Genevieve.
0: Aaron Again, does Genevieve very, and, yeah,
1: very contrived. Like oh, yeah. you can just see the producer sitting there saying, "Oh, they want to show on one. Let's have Shanae and Genevieve go mm-hmm. on." A, like it's where is the creativity? And if James was actually interested in Shanae, then I would have loved to see him come to that conclusion, have a conversation mm-hmm. with her. Like mm-hmm. he's a person; he's not just Aaron's sidekick, um, her boyfriend. And t- yeah, and I like. I just don't even know what to think about the Shanae thing. It's like they're gaslighting us each week. Like They really are. I thought they were going to paint her as a villain and continue making that like a joke. But instead, they're just, it's like they're giving us a redemption narrative, but she never apologized. So yeah. how is that possible? Like, there is room for grace, but she never apologized. That's what I was thinking. Like, on Monday, I was like, as she went on
0: this date with Logan. So she goes on a date with Logan. She gets a one-on-one date. And... He is like fawning over her and like telling her about how how much he can't couldn't have waited to give her a good a good time and a, a redemption for her a horrible time. She's just a good woman and all these things. And I'm not here to speak to the like true character of her. We don't know her. But I was like, I asked the audience. I was like, did I? Am I? Am I? Yeah. Am I like? Do I have a mutual Like, did she did not publicly apologize?
1: No, I had, I mean, I was really grateful that Bachelor Rabbit Hole posted the clips of what she originally said. Cause I was like, yes, this happened. I did not make it up. Yeah. Like, and it's, you know, and then she's, what are, what are the girls supposed to do other than it wouldn't be fun for them to hang on to it. So then yeah. it's just her and Genevieve are kind of like having fun together on this date. Cause like, what else are they supposed to do? They're like in a humid hell with no AC. I mean, and Genevieve's just like, okay. I'm just really glad that Elizabeth
0: wasn't there, yeah. you know, like that would have been even worse and I wouldn't have enjoyed that. Yeah, like that's even, oh my God. Yeah, and I then, mean, I'm
1: glad they're not making it into yeah. the Sinead drama show yeah. again, but it just yes. feels very confusing to have right. these guys be like saying these things when, again, all I would want from her is to say like, yeah, that like I did take it too far. I was kind of playing a villain and mm-hmm. like. Mm-hmm. Like it's fine to admit that like you were hamming it up, but
0: and that now you like regret that it you not... regret it. Yeah, you look back and you're like, oh, that was not really you're like that was too much. Yeah, that was not my true character. And like I wonder if she said that in the show it didn't show us it's another option. Maybe. Like, you know, they could have could done have that, but they don't. Yeah, they want to give her this, like, this narrative, and it's it's really frustrating. And then, you know, um yeah, it's very frustrating. And then we have uh well, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it, 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 before mm-hmm. we go on a little bit, I think, you know, the, the, the Genevieve and Aaron of it all, as well as the Justin and her, and then also with Andrew and Teddy and clearly Brandon and Serene, literally all of these people met mm-hmm. before. And what I do find interesting is that they are allowing this to be more without making it a problem because of what happened last season with mm-hmm. Brandon and Piper and how they fucked up on that one and now it's like it's all just being mentioned casually and it's being incorporated of course a little bit into the drama with the romeo jill kira part but at the same time it's like no wonder like yeah like justin and genevieve clearly must have like hung out but then also there was that whole reference to like uh Aaron and genevieve Mm-hmm. did or didn't hook up you know pre-season and then jennifer clears the air on that but like it's just so much of it's happening before the season starts
1: yeah th- i think it's interesting i'm glad they're no longer pretending that's not happening mm-hmm. um because we're not gonna buy that especially mm-hmm. as like super fans of the show mm-hmm. at the same time i don't think this is a successful solution to just casually reference it and then have people kiss the moment they step you know onto the beach
0: because like what you're saying you need to build it up more and so we're not gonna build up so these these couples because i
1: mean i feel like i don't know if the the players would like allow this but it would be really interesting if they kind of changed the format more what if there was footage from the months earlier what if Mm -hmm. what if we had like grainy iphone footage of like you know, these hangouts that they do, like, it wouldn't have to be that much, like, we don't mm-hmm. need to invade their privacy, but if they just showed a clip of them all hanging out, mm-hmm. I feel like that that could be a way to deal with it within the show, because yeah. Yeah. we can't change that it's now they're all becoming influencers, they're all moving to, like, the same, like, three cities, which, mm-hmm. like, cracks me up. And especially when, like, it's not LA or New York, when it's, like, Nashville, San Diego, I'm like, or okay. Chicago. Yeah, or Chicago, like, you know, they're, like, a bunch of the boys were at, like, a Ravens game together, and my friend messaged me that, like, her friend tried flirting with Justin, and I'm like, I was like, oh my god, because, like, Greg, Trey, andrew i know they were there because they posted a photo like so we can't pretend all this other stuff isn't happening but unfortunately the producers have put themselves in a position where no one trusts them but if they were kind of if it was like an elon gale area era remember he was friends with them so he could have gotten the
0: footage he could have gotten the tea he would he would have been there somehow (laughs) or like inner interview
1: interview Teddy 2 months ago when she's like Andrew and I have been DMing like we actually haven't met yet like I'm so excited to meet That's him That's a great idea you're right like a, an ITM ITM before the show like I've been watching like show mm. me show me um one of the boys sitting on the couch watching mm. Clayton's girls or watching yeah. you know watching gabby and rachel season i don't know what they could do but they they need to be they could more proactively lean into the fact that there are relationships forming prior Mm -hmm. because instead you have this weird emotional breakup with teddy and andrew and i'm like i've spent four minutes with them four minutes and it was clearly
0: based off of the fact that teddy made it clear that she was interested in andrew back in the day like after her season Mm -hmm. and so then yeah so, like there was something they must have been messaging or well, talking did you see or flirting. What she
1: did you see what she just posted? Mhm yeah. about her like cryptic message so i i I also wondered if maybe maybe it wasn't about this, but hunter tweeted, like, this was so much crazier, like, if only you all knew, and I'm mm-hmm. like, was that at Hunter leaving? Because that wasn't that crazy, or was it maybe about this? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know what that tweet was about, but mm-hmm. I feel like something else happened on set mm-hmm. between her and production. Or- mm-hmm. You know, yeah,
0: and she said in her her caption something about like it's about like boundaries boundaries with people in a, positions of authority and <laughs> <laughs> ma'am, ma'am, <laughs> I cannot right now, and I can not keep going because as you said, more and more people are just coming out on Twitter and uh talking the shit about the, yeah talking shit about production, so uh the sally the sally of of it all, so Sally, if you do not remember, and why would you? Was on the show for roughly five seconds before Clayton got dressed in his tuxedo to meet all the ladies. And she was supposed to get married the weekend of the show, of that filming date. And her engagement had been broken up, of course. And But she wasn't ready to be on the show anymore. And decided to leave. You know, and I gotta say, knowing more what I do, too, like, with the Eric of it all and his, like, girlfriend he had before and, like, how quickly he went on the show... It does remind and put in perspective that sometimes people can be plucked up pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. And she might have said, yes, she was ready. But it makes sense to me that it probably happened at an accelerated, you know, speed. Mm -hmm. And then she got there was like, no, 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 actually, I'm not. Yeah, I respect that. And I respected it even back then. And um, so, yeah, she's supposedly going to come on to paradise. But then they just like have her suitcase there. The women go rummaging through it through this very fake enforced segment where in which they find a vibrator and a waffle iron and they make fun of it. And Kira uses the vibrator, all of it's fake. And we get so much confirmation of that. Like, like I think almost every single woman who was involved in it tweeted, y'all think about it.
1: Yeah. Well, and the part that like, I don't know, breaks my insides is Sally is a real person who's, quarantining in a hotel as this is happening as they're waving to me the worst part was the extensions do not freaking wave around what we as women have to do in order to be considered beautiful not a single woman on that beach has real hair please like yeah you know mine has not grown past my collarbone since i was 20 okay <laughs> it just stops it just stops when they waved around her extensions i was so mad i was like put that shit away she is in a hotel just living her little single life probably speaking to no one you know Mm -hmm. waiting for her her lunch of the day waiting for someone to speak to her and they're just making fun and she doesn't even know she'll just show up on the beach not even knowing this whole thing happened what a waste of
0: space yeah 100 percent. and then there's like this this narrative that's going around on social media right now that is because the producers have some kind of beef with Sally. And I agree that while that might be true and may have partially motivated the skit that they made Wells and some other man do and the suitcase of it. I also think like, I saw it kind of meta like today. I was just like, Phew. it was the the skit was just a rehashing of what happened on Clayton. She was mm-hmm. said she would come. She got there. Mm-hmm. Didn't want to be there anymore. It was just like, and it it was just them like doing that, a remix, because that's the only way we know her. And I thought to myself, how silly of them to think that is the only way that we would have understood who Sally was, is for them to have done that whole rigmarole. It's like, you could have just shown us a two minute clip. clip.
1: Like, come on. I didn't
0: need that. I don't
1: think it was a vendetta against her so much as, again, poor creative decisions. It was a bad SNL skit. And it's a reality show. It is a reality show. Why are we doing skits that also include like, are we meant to laugh? Because is this man in drag as Sally? What are like, I didn't even know what I was supposed to be chuckling at because it had to be for humor, but I was not humorized. (laughs) I saw people on Twitter being like, Oh my God, this skit is so funny. And I was like, (laughs) who are I mean, in a in a Monday night, like several glasses of wine in after a long day yeah. uh, as a, a bachelor dissertation writer, I was maybe tickled for a moment. Right, and then i yeah. was like, wait, this is still this is still going. This isn't over. My favorite part was the um, just the acknowledgement that producers exist. That was the most interesting. Right, I, right. You never see them admit that there is someone standing there being like get in the car
0: come to paradise truly no that was the part that did like tickle my brain a little bit i was like oh yeah yeah, yeah." i do like that fourth wall element of it but it also just reminds you the whole
1: thing is scripted yeah like it just ruined again show me again i'm just asking for a clip of uh, britney and casey speaking before he hands her a rose that's what i would (laughs) have liked
0: so funny so let's get into, yeah, The Br- Britney reminds me of Romeo, which reminds mm-hmm. me of Jill, which reminds me of mm. Kira. And that is another example of something happening before the show that meddled in the show, and we never get the full story. However, we do see Romeo make a series of mistakes that were... I mean, that is a part of her, I, 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 no hate to Romeo, I think he's not like a monster by any means, but I did enjoy this kind of fumble. This is, that's kind of entertainment to me a little bit.
1: Yeah. The, yeah. I mean, it was mostly entertaining because of Brittany's response, which was epic. <laughs> the swerve from the kiss and the comment that she'd rather get, what, hit by a fire truck than yeah. couple up with him. <laughs> and yeah, and then him crying on the bar. Oh. And yeah, like,
0: Hayley, who is, you know, being punched down for being so desperate and cringe with Logan, uh, is like, ha ha ha, no thank you to Romeo when he tries with her,
1: and then he cries again. Oh. It was all messy. I will say, I did that, I felt like they actually... They at least showed us a photo of him hanging out with Jill and Kira, I think. Like, they mm-hmm. showed, like, a selfie of them all hanging out in the city. And I was like, yes, like, <laughs> show the receipts. <laughs> and, like, they were pretty open about it. Like, I guess True. he had kissed Kira. And I was like, okay, thank you for thank you for bringing me in on this. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I don't know what will happen to poor Romeo. I mean, Jill is now saying... It's over for them. And I don't see another girl going for it. But that was a quick sad fall from Grace because I feel like after his season, everyone was really into him.
0: (laughs) It is always sad to see how the ego affects people like that. You know, Blake was kind of like that. Blake was a nobody, Hortzman, and then Mm. he was the number one guy sad boy from that season so everyone flocked to him and then you know i don't hate him or anything but like his you know his villain era was interesting because it was brought on by the ego created by people standing him for no you know like real reason
1: well and i mean to go back to the the gender post-feminism of it all i this is an area where boys have to be careful because Part of post feminism is that the girls on this show can play the game <laughs> and we want them to play the game. So and true. we we cannot abide. We we're okay with boys, you know, flirting, maybe going on a date with a new person. But when when if they can make an edit where it looks like you got up from the sofa with Jill and you walked over to Brittany, we will not forgive it. We will not abide by it so You ha- don't do it in the same night. Just I know time moves quick. Maybe change your outfit so that we think time has passed. Think about the edit.
0: God bless, Jill. He sits down and he says, "Hey, so I know we just, I just <laughs> said like yes to you like a day ago, uh but I'm thinking paradise is about." She's like, "Nope." Yeah, uh, and just mm-hmm. gets up and starts running away. And I respected that so much. It was so funny and exactly yeah. what you were saying about the women are here to play and they know that they can, you know, get people on their side. And
1: I want to watch the women play and I simply don't want to watch the men do it.
0: Because this is what it is. This is so,
1: this is what it is. I hope, I hope she has luck with Rodney. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't see spoilers, but I, you know. So. There's
0: there's a couple more men I think to come down, but she yeah, yeah, she's I mean <laughs> But both from her, the anime it
1: doesn't seem like she's getting a love story. Either. No, yeah,
0: exactly. And both her and Genevieve again, they've both went online to uh mm-hmm. let people know that they know that they were cringe, so I'm not here to mm-hmm. like beat a dead horse. But it was incredibly cringe and entertaining to be like but I, I, other people
1: are already committed and like, they're like, it's day two. Yeah, she's like, I'm painfully single. I'm like, everyone here is single. Other than Brandon and Serene, who maybe got married last year and in like, elopement. But <laughs> other than that. Is that real or you just make that up? I'm just making it up. They're it. literally acting like they are on a honeymoon show. Truly. <laughs> it's beyond. It's beyond. beyond. So funny. Uh,
0: who else do you want to talk about that you that you found interesting and
1: mm. dynamic? Well, I guess I'm just very curious to see what is going to happen with our favorite single dad.
0: Oh, God. Yes, I am so God.
1: nervous. I'm so nervous. I, yeah, I liked him on Katie's season. I feel like he would have been a good pick for The Bachelor, and now I'm... Now I'm feeling very skeptical about him. I saw um, Sierra's tweet looking for his red flags and I am scared. Um, I guess we'll see. I didn't like his youthful comments. Yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was
1: really tough to come back yeah. from. I know he made fun of it, but yeah. I'm like, oof.
0: So, yeah. no, I I yeah. did not dislike him on Kitty's season and I didn't necessarily dislike him right away either. But I have grown to dislike the man. Uh, on top of, I don't see why we are just swooning over him just because he's a father and has a tragic story. He doesn't have a personality. He has veneers. That is what is happening.
1: I think for me, it's just like I am really longing for them to raise the stakes of the show. And right. I think when people are older and when they have kids, like the season that made me fall in love with the show was Emily Maynard. Yes, 100%. It's just like the stakes are so much higher. Yeah. But, you know, it's, again, this is why the show gives me whiplash. I'm like, is it about 22 year olds, like walking around in naked or is it this, like, I want to find my wife? Um, because it's confusing. And personally, I guess I feel like I have like Love Island and other shows that feed the, that kind of drunk side. Mm-hmm. So I would love for them to pick someone older who, you know, has a story like that, has a, you know mm. has some type of story. It's not that I think he's the most special person ever, but it raises the stakes over a twenty five twenty six year old Zach yeah
0: hundred percent no, I agree, sure. yeah, I think
1: his season would have been way more entertaining for sure, and
0: he is yeah, I'm not saying he doesn't have like a zero personality i just I do think the way people are you know mm-hmm. standing for him is interesting, and i he's continued to like put his foot in his mouth um, yeah last night he like totally dismiss Genevieve's opinion I didn't like about how tortured she felt at the show, and it's giving Nick Vial energy. It's giving totally. Joe uh, cop lover. Grocery store. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I agree. Don't love it, but what are you gonna do about it? <laughs> what are you gonna do about it? I, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm fascinated to see. Like, is like really Sierra the one that's okay? Yeah, I love her. I, I I'm more I'm more like towards him. Like is that really? There's no okay. there's
1: no way that that is the relationship that's happening. So. Okay,
0: all right. that's fine. Okay, alrighty. Let's see here. Another really also, interesting. Say, one.
1: I was disappointed. Hunter went home. Yeah, same. Yeah, she's like definitely in the group. Um, yeah. that's another part of post feminism that totally fits with this show. It's that we are judging people's value based on how many girlfriends they have Mm -hmm. like whether you're in a girlfriend group hunter's in the girlfriend group Mm -hmm. i have no other reason that i'm like i can't believe she went home i'm just Mm -hmm. like she's friends with them yeah (laughs) so she's valuable (laughs) and uh well maybe she'll give us
0: more information on twitter i don't know but yeah it, it was weird and that one that was like why are i okay i like johnny though so like I'm not gonna, like, go after
1: him too hard, but he, you
0: know, the edit at least showed us him being, like, I'm not gonna choose anyone else, and then he chose Victoria, like, ten seconds later.
1: Well, he said as he was, like, giving her a kiss, he was like, as of right now, (laughs) you're getting my rose, and I was like, oh... He's already admitting that it could change within like two hours. So true, you're right. <laughs> I, I don't know if it was like producer play though, because I I did think I was like Victoria F cannot go home. She's uh, certainly the highest paid. Yeah, yeah, person yeah, 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 absolutely. There's always
0: those, especially in the beginning. I was like, yeah, no, she has to go. But that's why I kind of thought maybe, yeah, I, yeah, like I Jacob really clearly
1: had to pick lace. Yeah, aka loose. Um, you know what choice did he have? But I. Yeah, I'm actually surprised that Victoria isn't in more of a, a thing already. But she will be, I'm sure. I'm sure it'll. I I guess though, I think what she showed so far is she just kind of wants to bounce around and play the field, which I'm fine with.
0: No, I'm fine with that. Yeah, I want to like her, y'all. I know you guys want me to, but I'm not going to.
1: No, I don't. I wouldn't say I like her. I'm just at least happy that they cast someone that we have some sort of parasocial connection too so
0: true yeah
1: we do know her you know we know her it's not necessarily in the best way yeah but (laughs) when you have you know every any man from gabby and rachel season that's on this bachelor in paradise i'm like send them home right now send them home who is jacob how did he get here who is logan we'll never know who logan is or how he made it to where he did (laughs) and then we have Johnny, who, like, literally walked off of his fantasy suite and onto the beaches of paradise, saying, literally saying to a woman looking for a husband, you're a cool chick to hang out with. Like, no. No, oh, no, 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 no. God, so, so, you know funny. what? I'll take Victoria F. Bring it back. Bring it back. Yeah,
0: Let's do this. Uh, they should really bring Annalise back, I feel like. We're
1: no, Annalise. I don't want to see that violence for her. <laughs> Protect... <laughs> so good
0: and lace yes lace she had to be kept around a little longer but i am curious to see like oh i guess uh rodney maybe per the previews
1: oh did we see them together yeah
0: and the previews they kiss yeah mm-hmm. well he's still wearing his shirt that he came down in
1: oh i find that fascinating yeah also it seemed like he showed up during the day for a date, and then it was the evening, and he was had knock, and then he walks down and says, "Where's Teddy?" <laughs> it's like, what did you guys do with him all day? Like, what's he been up to? Because I want to follow him around. How right. hard was it to have him walk in with his energy and think we could have had him as the bachelor? Oh,
0: so fucking infuriating. <laughs> he just was the he, underdog. He,
1: it's the underdog. <laughs> never forget. Never forget when they stole his line. Because they don't have a marketing department. I mean, what they took, like, Bachelor Scoop's handle and just placed it on the website. They took Rodney's tagline and made it clean. <laughs> they stole date
0: card from me?
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, obviously. I coined Bachelor Nation in my dissertation. Oh, this is-
0: yeah, it was so funny. I don't just, there's literally people who will do this for, I mean, I don't, I'm not endorsing low paying internships, but come on.
1: I know. I know. It's tough.
0: There are some Gen Zers who want to get in debt. Let hey, them. I'm here. I'm, here. I'm already in debt. Let me go
1: further. Well, a producer actually reached out to read the paper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to
0: off camera <laughs> ask you who. I will.
1: Do not forget to let me ask you that. Mm-hmm. And what did they think? Or she hasn't. That,
0: okay, she yeah. hasn't read it yet. She'll okay. read
1: it. Um, and I will be going to the Paradise Reunion. Stop! Stop! How? She, she invited me. I know. <laughs> Can you believe my little, my little TikTok has brought me here? I love this for you so much.
0: And I am going to be daydreaming what it means. Like my brain is going
1: at like 20 miles per hour right now. I'm just like, what does it mean? Oh my God. Maybe she'll rescind the invitation when she reads the paper.
0: Sorry. Yeah. (laughs) yeah. Or listen to this podcast.
1: Uh. (laughs) We'll keep this one on the down low.
0: No, no, no. Oh my God. Well, that regardless, that's very exciting. Both things are very exciting and you should feel very proud of yourself.
1: I'm very excited.
0: That's so good. That's so good. Holy shit. Well, what what else do we really have to say about what is happening? And, I mean, I'm still having fun, technically. Mm-hmm. And I know it will get more fun. Though so there's always a slog week in Paradise. And this was it in some ways but it did it did establish some things and i do think more stuff will happen i guess oh do we have any opinions on andrew and teddy
1: i I think we did talk about how like they obviously were connected before and it obviously were dming yeah and then i think something else happened Mm -hmm. to her with her that we don't know about Mm -hmm. and i think she was just like yeah it's not i'm not vibing quite the way i expected And I'm actually not interested in dating any of these clowns in this clown environment. Mm -hmm. I am a a nurse. Goodbye. Mm -hmm. Goodbye.
0: Didn't say goodbye goodbye. to anyone. I know. Something else happened. Something else
1: happened. Mm -hmm. No, but I mean, I I agree with you. I'm still having fun, though less fun than I'd like to be having. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I think not to bring it back to my paper. But I mean, my one of my conclusions is Part of our pleasure in the show is this critique, is this mm-hmm. political debate. It's exploring mm-hmm. feelings of ambivalence, of, mm-hmm. you know, everything we've talked about with post-feminism, of wanting to be girly and interested in romance, but then wanting to be empowered, exploring our own ambivalent feelings about representation. Do we want this show to be doing these things? Um, and I think ultimately what we want is to have spaces to talk about it. That's and this is only fun, I think because of the talking about it i i don't think we'd all still be in the fandom it's it is about the fandom more than the text right now Mm -hmm. because there's not enough going on in the text so so true i think that's kind of what i that's what i hang on to it's still bringing me still bringing me pleasure it's it's making me creative it clearly makes you feel creative watching it and i think memes and funny tweets and all that stuff is creativity in this like chaotic world where you know things are still not normal, so mm-mm. I take yeah. what I can get from it and try not to, you know, get too riled up because I don't even think they have enough of an agenda at this point for us to be that riled up.
0: No, no, no. The only thing I'm still pretty mad about is that them not listening to our body diversity campaign.
1: However, and ca- like, how about a size six? No, it's, like,
0: it was really it's really a slap in the face. However, we do know that change cannot be made overnight yeah uh, and we are still dedicated to being here and to fighting for it and i do i still do get a huge um it do, it does still bring me a lot of like creative joy and exercises in my brain and makes me i feel i do i love when i get to dissect it and i love when i get to think about things in a bigger picture in a nuanced way and have opinions and uh, make community with people some of my best friends are from this you know stupid fucking show and what i've created in this space and it means a lot to me and i do i've t- I, I i i touched in with myself recently and i still i am still wanting to have the discourse i'm still mm-hmm. wanting to explore my thoughts and feelings on it and Having these conversations, like, after I'm going to get off the call with you, I'm going to feel, like, really good. I I always feel so good after I get off um, a call with somebody. And I, like, I also, I, I said this, like, not too long ago in a rant I had on Instagram stories about the fight with body diversity and how I'm frustrated that sometimes there's this energy that I should just, like, shut up and go somewhere else and have this conversation And besides it being problematic to say that in general, to somebody who's being Mm -hmm. oppressed by the things that I'm trying to fight. Yeah. I also I'm like, fuck you. This is the space that I know and I feel comfortable in. I don't know Love Island. I don't know these other spaces. This is the show that I've committed 15 years of my, you know, viewing life to Mm -hmm. amongst other things. Of course I have other interests, but like in this regard, this is what I want to talk about. And this is what I know. And I like that, and you don't get to tell me that I can't, that I'm a weirdo for having nuanced opinions about this show. And it doesn't exist in a vacuum. It does affect people.
1: And honestly, block it out. Like, I'll just be honest and vulnerable that I think you've had an impact on me knowing Mm -hmm. about this. Like i don't think like i don't think a year ago i would have as soon as jacob opens his mouth or when michael a walked on the beach and said i've been working out i went ding 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 (laughs) Mm -hmm. we don't need this energy we do not need this energy right now cut that out of the edit and i can honestly say i don't know if i would have had that response were it not for your content like you've you've made an impact on me and i think that's like all that we can do and like a year ago I wouldn't have expected that to be a piece in my paper like I have been studying racism in American history Mm. for you know most of my academic career that's always something that's jumped out at me yeah I'm a girl of course I think about feminism I've watched Sex in the City I think about these things that is not something that came through for me until Mm. maybe the last six months from you and a few other content creators I follow so There it is. Thank you.
0: That really means a lot. I think that's really what we've kind of realized in the last couple of weeks when we've licked our wounds from this kind of minor setback was just like, there has been so many messages from people being like, this has allowed me to really unpack things with myself. It's really allowed me to grow, allowed me to think about different things. And yeah, we are seeing over and over again, we are seeing comments. And people talking about on other podcasts that just comes up naturally because they're yeah, little bells are going off when they see mm-hmm. these things, and that is so key and is so important, and that is how we make change. So mm-hmm. thank you for being a part of that. And thank you to anyone who's listening who um are the people that I'm talking about who do this yeah. work and do this unpacking and are willing to have this conversation, and we just really appreciate it. So yeah,
1: yeah. thank you. Of course, of course. Mm. I think I was having a conversation with another Bachelor fan about um, shifting energy away from like wanting to convince like you know Republican boys I've dated in the past to be like Democrats. And it was like she was like, "This is a waste of your breath. Mm-hmm. So your your breath should go towards other women who are like liberal already, mm-hmm. but maybe aren't thinking about things in." a radical revolutionary Mm -hmm. transformative way Mm -hmm. in a way that you've just learned about Mm -hmm. and I was that really touched me and that's what I try to like aim my content for is like listening to those people who have experience or education on a matter that I don't know about and then also going into the spaces that I have access to as a white straight woman and but bringing in people who are not just going to roll their eyes at me like and I think right now you're in a space where, like, a bachelor producer is going to roll their eyes at you. But someone like me is going to think, oh, that's actually not an aspect of the show I've really unpacked mm-hmm. before. Like, let me think about it more.
0: Yeah. I mean, in the five years that Danica and I have had this podcast, our early seasons were always feminist. We were always like gay. We were always all these things. But we 100% have learned from the fellow liberal progressive bachelor nation, you know, people for us to also do that. Like, now I'm aware, I'm aware that there's, um, Really low screen time for black contestants. Was I thinking that five years ago? I don't think so. You no, know, I don't.
1: I don't think I was. And
0: um, I mean, I was always like, why hasn't there been more black leads? I've always thought that. But like, was I was? But uh, the question is like, why wasn't there? And it's like, well, because they're not giving them screen time, and they're not putting them in the you know final three, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. And that took yeah, being in this space and opening my ears and my heart and listening and taking and all this stuff. And I agree, yeah, like. So much work can be done with fellow progressive people who haven't gotten that part yet, you know, and they but they can because they've done some work over in this arena. So, it's, and they're going to bring important. other
1: expertise in, mm-hmm. and and I think then that's why this actually matters. I do think like I have taken lessons and conversations from this space into the real world, like. My romantic relationships, my my political ideas, like, when I watch more serious movies that people would think, I'm putting this in quotes, serious, (laughs) like, merit these conversations, like, I'm taking some of the things I've learned that an amazing account is like, oh, this is actually this example, Mm -hmm. you know, Yeah. so So I don't know. It all matters. We may stop watching at some point. But
0: yeah, 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 yeah. I, for now, I'm, we're
1: still taking yeah, what we can get. Yeah, I have a couple more years in me probably, but uh, for now,
0: still, still kicking along. And I, it makes it so much better to have people like you in the space to kick it along with. Yes, so I cannot thank you enough. Um, thank, thank you, you thank for you being for here. Me. Of course, let's plug where the people can find you and learn more about what you're you're doing and talking about.
1: Yes, uh please follow me on TikTok. It's Marilyn dot movies. Um, and my Instagram handle is the same. I love talking to people in the DMs and mm-hmm. getting comments and um yeah, I I comment not only on The Bachelor, but also I'm a big Love Island fan and then just movies and TV in general posting reviews. Um, so come join me on that. Yeah,
0: and you've started doing some little like live reacts um to this show when you are watching so definitely make sure you're following marilyn at marilyn.movies i will tag her in the posts that i make when this episode drops thank you so much again thank you thank you and to our listeners thank you again for being here and for going along on this journey with me as jenna cut kind of embarks on and a period of time without my beautiful best friend danica it's going to be fun. It's going to be wild. Very excited. And I'm really, yeah, I'm really excited for the different conversations that are going to be brought to the space. So stay along, stay tuned. Until then, stay hydrated, bitches. Thank you for listening to Datecard Pod. Make sure you're following us on Instagram at Datecard Pod and follow your hosts at Jenna with a smile and at Drunk Feminist.
1: Descartes Pod is produced by Andrew Olson. You can follow him on Instagram at Androne.
0: Our music is by Jet Overly. Follow and support him on Instagram at JettyBoyJames.
1: And our logo design is by Michaela Jane. You can find her work at michaelajane.com and on Instagram at Michaela Jane. Drop a review on iTunes
0: if you're nasty like that. Bye. Bye!
1: Hello, my name is Kaya. And I'm Marissa. And this is Well, Well, Why Not. not. Join us every Monday as we discuss... Movies, science, technology, history. Sometimes I think about all the different
0: things we talk about, and... They're not even categories. Because, you know what? We're geeky, we're nerdy, so like every millennial, we started a podcast. Because that's what we need. More podcasts. Absolutely.
1: Join us every Monday and listen to Well, Why Not, a
0: podcast because... Just because just just really because we had this microphone. Well, why not? <laughs> For more podcasts like the one you just listened to, go to SoBelowMedia.com. This, this is As Above, So Below.